0: Dear, dear church family, this is Sterling, your pastor. Today is Tuesday, December the 22nd. I'm sending you this audible love letter on the cusp of Christmas and in turn, the final passing moments of the year 2020, the year that none of us asked for, but all of us got. And a year that I'm convinced future generations and historians will look to as the year that we were given the opportunity to pivot To really step back and ask ourselves, are we on the right track? Are we the people? Are we the community that we need to be? I'm going to avoid any attempt to wax eloquent in this recording to you on the implications of that question as it relates to our society, our nation, our world. We're going to save that for a future conversation or even future generations can have that conversation to hash out as more perspective is gained, as more time is in the rearview mirror with 2020 soon behind us. Rather, today, I'd like to speak with you about our little community at Tabernacle. It's been an interesting year, to say the least. The crisis that we've had at hand and one that we've still got ahead in addition to some of the recent revelations that have come from requests by way of staff members, for example, Meg, our associate pastor requesting to go to part-time, or Judy, Judy's pending retirement sometime over these next two years, uh, the row houses being completed into apartments, and once debt is paid, asking ourselves questions of what do we do with that income when it finally becomes income. When we look at these factors alone, in addition to so many other things, we see that crisis gives us necessary and beautiful opportunity to really step back and evaluate the entire endeavor that is Tabernacle. It is time, church, for us to dream new dreams and prepare to take a leap of faith. We have a unique window here, and I believe God is going to reveal insight and vision if we will trust God through the process that we have ahead. I am hopeful that the church at large will engage right at the very beginnings of the calendar year in January actively in a big conversation, in a big discernment process that's going to require us to really lean into the tension and bend our ear in the direction of God's voice. We're going to hear God's voice through Scripture. We're going to hear God's voice through honest evaluation of where we find ourselves currently standing, and we're, going to, and we're going to find ourselves inevitably getting what we ask for, which is the guidance that we need to take the next steps forward. We're going to spend time, yes, of course, hammering out the first quarter's worth of budget or even the first half of the year's worth of budget for 2021. And as important that is, don't get me wrong, it is very important. It's, it's going to be vague at best. We know that we're soon we're going to need to vote on um, the budgets, and and obviously, regardless, we're going to need to keep our commitments to cover salaries for these staff positions that we just approved, but only for the first six months of the year. We're going to need to pay our utility bills, and we're going to need to pay for essential ministry, but we're also going to need to buckle down and and sacrifice things in this six-month period of ambiguity that we have ahead of, hopefully— moving into the light and out of this long, dark tunnel that has been now over nine months long. During the first half of 2021, we need to keep our commitments, of course, to the people that we've made commitments to, but we also need to remain flexible and open to the reality that something new is about to be born. Friends, in the very beginnings of January, you're going to begin to hear specifics about what this conversation is going to look like, and I'm going to ask that you pray about it and think about it as it relates to your voice at the table. It begins with honest prayer, which means listening prayer. It begins with honest listening to each other and and in turn receiving in that listening an honest snapshot of where we find ourselves. One of the first two activities we're going to move through in January is getting snapshots of the entire. Um, tabernacle scene. We're going to. I, I think it's going to be an actual two whiteboard scenario at first. Maybe it's not a literal whiteboards. Maybe it is. Who knows? But one of them is going to be in red ink. It's going to talk about the the financial reality that we find ourselves in and have for these last two or three years. It's going to be asking everybody what's on your mind. What do you think our blind spots are? Uh, what is it that you think nobody's listening to, even though you've been saying it for a while? Um, just to, to model what I'm talking about, I know that when um, some key folks sat down with Meg and Judy and talked about the shift of their job descriptions and asked how things were going, some difficult things were said about me being difficult to work with as supervisor. I need to hear that. And we need to go deeper in that. that that's just one example of, I would guess, dozens of examples where we're going to have a board that's just covered in. Here's where we think... Uh, Here are things we've been ignoring over the course of these last 10 years, 20 years. Here's something we've really dropped the ball on in this last calendar year. Um, Here's what I'm projecting could very well be a big issue for us if we stay on the course that we're on right now. And then that other board is going to be an honest snapshot of our assets where it is that God has blessed us in, in the area of people resources and monetary resources and, and the resource that is our physical structure. We're going to have a, a board that is completely dedicated to the things that we are blessed with and that we think we might be capable of sooner than later. And, and then we're going to build on that. It all begins with just putting it all out there. And we need to hear what you're thinking and we need to hear what you're saying. As we move through this, there are two things that are glaring to me that we must face and acknowledge out loud. I want to remind you that when we first hired a first-time, full-time associate pastor in Meg Lacey Vega, we did so because we were acknowledging that we had reached a ceiling of growth that we could not push past, that by the way that we were built and the way that we were doing things, we were basically creating a scenario where we were not going to grow. And sure enough, that's been true. And so as we have shrunk back down, uh, diminished in size, what we find ourselves is continuing to face a reality that we are a family-sized church spending way more money than a family-sized church should on staff and building How can we make full use of our enormous facilities in a way that we can serve our community and also actually maintain the volume of square footage that we have is an essential focus at the beginnings of our discernment conversation, even if we don't have answers. We at least have to begin exploring. Our building is too big for the size of congregation that we've become over the course of the last 60 plus years. If we want to keep all of the physical space, we need to determine how we can better use it. On the staff front, we have too large of a staff of the size of church that we've become over the course of these last 60 plus years. If we're going to maintain a large staff, we will need to get creative in how to fund the positions and or develop programming based on higher engagement with less leadership and in turn, fewer paid staff members. We've got to think out of the box here. An example of that might be, is it possible that we maintain a large staff by sharing staff positions with sister congregations would just be one of many examples of us taking a step back and asking big questions. Building and staff have got to get faced early on because it will take the full six months to get through the conversation. Yes, the for, the future staff certainly hinges on our ability to gather together for corporate worship, but friends, we have to admit that's not enough. And From a biblical perspective, it shouldn't even be our priority. When the Gospels uh, are really looked at closely and we look at the volume of Jesus' words and where he emphasized, what he put a spotlight on, he would say that first and foremost, it's about a relationship with him and in turn going where he leads us. Worship at its best is the moment when we gather back together to tell the story about what Christ did as we followed him out into the world in the previous week And in turn, in that moment, Christ giving us what we need to head right back out the door and continue to follow him. The staffs, the square footage of the buildings, the programs, all of it are about resourcing people to be better followers of Jesus Christ, which means mobilizing people. So as we begin to think about reintegration and coming back into the physical church building, we're going to have to ask questions about what is the role of worship And how do we build what we think is something that is authentic to what worship should be? And don't hear that as an indictment about what we've done in the past as much as we've got to have an honest conversation and then build toward it. I'm asking that all leadership and family members, immediate and extended alike in Tabernacle, join the conversation. And I'm asking, particularly soon to be voted upon leadership of the church, to trust the process. We've got to be careful not to rush into big decisions or send out big messages to the congregation that are based on assumptions about how we've been church in the the years leading up to this momentous year of 2020. Nothing should be assumed with the exception that God is good, that God has been good, and that God always would be good, and in turn, that God is going to lead us and sustain us in the way that God has one generation after the other. I can assure you there is no predetermined outcome to the process that we have ahead. The only thing that we've decided upon is that we have created a simple church structure and staffed for it so that in turn we would have the necessary energy to invest in this conversation with God and invest heavily in community ministry in the six months that we have ahead in 2021. As we begin this conversation, we're going to have to be honest that we can expect tremendous potential for hurt feelings. Insecurities will likely be revealed on day one of the conversation. We're going to have to admit our mistakes. We're going to have to learn from those mistakes, and we're going to have to lean into the tension. And whereas all of these things that I've just stated I think are inevitable, so are these things. We can assume, I say with full confidence, that Our communal and spiritual lives are about to resurface in surprising ways and beautiful ways. If we will trust God, we can assume that God will infuse joy and newfound laughter and surprising sustenance and even growth along the way. We can assume that the vision that God will give us is bigger than we can imagine, and likewise, we can assume that that vision will not give us any assurance or permission to store our grain in the barn in case it's needed on a future rainy day. Whatever it is that God is going to reveal to us in this six-month, holy, difficult, beautiful conversation, it's going to be something that is going to be built upon trust that God will give us daily bread— one day at a time. Let's assume that God has plans for us, Tabernacle. Let's assume that those plans will be revealed and that what God will give us the wisdom and courage that we need to make sacrifices as we live into it. Let's assume that God will give us what we need each and every day, which begins with the wisdom that we need and how to even set up the structure for this conversation that we have ahead in closing in this last word that i'm sending you in this calendar year i want to say to each and every one of you how grateful i am for having had the opportunity to have been your pastor over the course of these last 17 plus years or 16 plus years going on 17 you have been a tremendous gift to me that said let me say to you that i am listening with you and i need to hear what it is that you have to say whether I want to hear it or not. And I'm guessing I want to hear some of it and others I don't. And I can say on behalf of the entire staff, the same is true of each of them. They are grateful, they are nervous, they are excited. We're also tired and we are indebted to you that on the other side of this, this week's Christmas morning service at 11 a.m. that we're gonna have a week of time off where we can refresh, uh, re-energize, We can play with our families and our loved ones in whatever way that's possible in the pandemic. And on the other side, let me offer you assurance that we're going to be ready to hit the ground running with this conversation as soon as we step back in on the other side of your gracious gift of some some rest. Tabernacle, we love you. Tabernacle, Merry Christmas. We're not quite there, but I don't think it's too early for me to say it. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing your voice and seeing you in whatever way it's possible as we begin the conversation ahead and step into something that will inevitably lead to a next step that looks like a leap of faith. Blessings, friends.